This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashers Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. So you ready? You can give me the countdown. We can just run it live because Bill O'Reilly apparently did it. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly did do it. I'm Bill O'Reilly and this is the news. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this. No more Let's clapping. rip it hot just like old Bill would. Yeah, no more clapping. Old Big Bear. Old uh, Big Bear. Why is he big? Who's Little Bear? No, I mean, he's he's uh, he's the bear. He's Bill Bear O'Reilly, I believe. Isn't that the nickname? I don't know. A trace. A dose. say. I don't know Spanish. That's good because the last one I said was 11. So. <laughs> uh, I went to New York City. Go ahead. New York City. Okay, great. And this has just been tipped off to me by a few of my sources and whatnot. Some interesting... Top men. Uh, top men. And like um, the first time that we see a space potty. We've never seen a toilet. Yeah. In Star Wars. And it looks scary. Oh, yeah. It's on an angle. You got to sit down like in a... It's like a space squatty potty. It's kind of difficult to understand. Absolutely. But that's exactly what space I'm talking squatty about. Space squatty potty. Well, okay. Space... That should be the name of the episode, but yeah. <laughs> that, that's, I'll put it in there. Space squatty oh, potty for sure. Dang it. <laughs> Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, craft brews and geek news. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Welcome, craft beer. My name is Donnie. This is the official podcast of Brewmasters Club, craft brews and geek news. We're talking about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeking nuggets of pop culture. Who can speak to these great topics and more besides... Myself, Donnie. Hi, nice to be here. And my good co-host, Mr. Lausman. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. On location, the scenic, scenic room in my house. Are you straddling a potty? Uh, I'm not. I actually, it, I debated on that, just in case for like ease. <laughs> backwards. Just well, ease of access. There is no backwards, but um, the ease. I mean, ease of access depends on what you're doing. And when I say doing, I mean, what are you doing? What am I pooing? <laughs> no. I mean, no. I, I, I have a chair. I have a proper chair. Um, just in a very secluded room in my house, which just happens to be a restroom. So, you put a chair in your bathroom. I did. I put a dining room table chair in my restroom. But oh, that's what I got too. But I'm not in the bathroom. Well, see, that's where I have you. But in addition to that, I'm I've got plans in the works for creating my own podcasting room, which is a very small room that my cat happens to inhabit. So, should be great. Nanners doesn't mind. I already checked with them, so we're good. And it's got a door you can close. It's got a door I can close. It's just an accordion door, so it's good. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. Yeah. I'll have my podcast studio in a closet. You can have yours in a closet. We'll have we'll be closet bros. Nope. That's not a thing. Don't make that a thing. <laughs> don't hashtag that. Sure? No, don't, don't do that. Sounds like a thing. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Anyways. Mm. Um, all right. Well, well, welcome. All things aside, um, this is the show where we actually, we typically have our third co-host, which again, we teased last week. Um, because of Thanksgiving, I'm in Indiana, and Mr. Lawson's in Lakeland, uh, Mr. Ryan is in Tampa, and there's a lot going on. So, 
Um, we're going to get into uh, some other stuff. I do have to get back to you on Laos with episode number nine. Or I'm sorry, episode nine of the Star Wars event that we're going to. Plans changed a little bit because family plans are changing, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, the first thing that we always talk about on every single episode is a little segment we call, What Are You Drinking? What Are You Going to Drink? Um, would you mind if I start us off? Please yes, do. Sir. Because the reason I say that is because I had two, count them two, um, Fargo, North Dakota beers. And I wanted to talk about them both because, of course, I drank them before I got to Indiana. And since being here, I've actually had quite a few uh, really good IPAs. So I'll, I'll hint on those as well. But um, the one that I wanted to talk to first was the Ectogasm. Uh, because that was, I think, like 18 bucks for a four-pack. Yeah. And it comes from Fargo, uh, North Dakota, out of Drecker's, yeah, North Dakota, but it's out of Drecker Brewing Company. Um, it's got a 93% on, on uh, Beer Advocate. It is an outstanding uh, IPA, New England IPA, so you could call it a hazy. Um, what I really liked about it is that it was, like, super drinkable. Yep. Like, it was, it was, there's, you know, I mean, everybody, till the cows come home, and you jump in whenever you got yeah. bits on it, but... Um, I will stand on my high horse till the cows come home. You have horses and cows? <laughs> and cows. There's a lot going on up there, huh? <laughs> to, to talk about how much I love um, I love the Highlight IPA from, from Cigar City. However, um, what I really thought was interesting about the Ectogasm, I don't know if it was just maybe my opinion or whatever it was, but man, it was smooth. Yep. It was a really smooth IPA. And it's 7% alcohol. I mean, it's, it's, it packs quite the punch, but man... Um, it was good. What did you like it? Oh yeah, I know you you raved about it. That was like the yep. Yeah. During my Fargo episode, I absolutely loved that one, and uh, I should say two years running. I think I loved that one um, during my Fargo North Dakota episodes. Um, absolutely, I would agree with you. Drinkable. Um, it's it is a little abrasive in terms of the taste, but it's it's just it's just a fantastic. Um, I just I think you guys yeah, say mouthfeel. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was it was abrasive at all. Like I didn't think it was rough. I think Cigar City can be abrasive because yeah. it smacks you with that pine right in the in the mouth. But oh, yeah. this one almost had like an it was weird. It was like a a bitter kind of tartness, but again, it was smooth and, and not oaky, but almost oatmeal-y. Yep. It was like peach a peach IPA oatmeal kind of I don't know. That's the kind of flavor I got out of it. But it was really good, very good. Oh yeah, um, good choice on that. Yeah, I love it. I, I really do love it. So so thanks to mom who actually brought that down for us. But thanks mom. Um, yeah, thanks mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm just reading online uh, some of the reviews for it. Um, of course, it comes in a 16 ounce tall boy, and I do not think it's distributed outside the state of North Dakota. But uh, man, it's it's really good. A lot of fruit, a lot of grapefruit, um, less piney, more grapefruity. I'd say. Uh, good pour, nice finish, nice body. Um, but again, it wasn't. It wasn't anything too heavy, too strong, too intense. Uh, for a seven percent IPA, I thought it was just fantastic. So, oh. um, I've got I've got another one, but I want you to to go next. I, I was just gonna say, well, I've got one small little tidbit about that. So, they um, they had a tasting room um, in downtown Fargo, uh, and it was it was pretty cool. I mean, it was a neat little hopping joint, and um, they actually have since uh, in the past two three years, they've actually. Um, They've actually moved to a different um, like tasting room where they can actually have like a brewing facility and you know have a lot more room for their equipment and stuff like that. It's a little bit, a couple blocks outside of downtown, so you can't really walk to it anymore. But it is called Brewhalla, 
which is fantastic. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. Yep, and because it's very Viking themed and Viking oriented, um, just Drekkers is. Yeah, yeah Drekkers is. Yep, <laughs> um, but uh, but no, it's uh, it, it's fantastic. I didn't make it out to Brewhalla yet, but uh, it is definitely number one on my list for for my next uh, Fargo um, uh, trip up north, so to Minnesota and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, so more to come on that. But uh, very cool little atmosphere, very cool little place. Um, yeah. The brewery that moved into their old spot. Something was off. It was almost like I don't know if anybody watches the uh, Mickey Mouse short series, but it was it was sort of Potato Land esque. Potato Land, Potato Land. It was Potato Land. It was not like I walked in. I was like, "Oh, where's Trekker? Yeah, this should be great." And then I was like, "Oh, okay. There's a different brewery here, and their beers were good, but they weren't what I was looking for." So I kind of turned around and left after one. And I was like, "All right, I need to find Brewhalla." So, but. Yeah. Brewhalla. Yeah, more to come on that. Uh, that'll be that'll be next year's uh, trip, on right? Around, oh yeah, on Brewhalla. I'll be probably <laughs> reporting live around July of next year, so 2020. All right. Look forward to it. Well, what'd you bring? <laughs> yeah, what'd you bring for tonight? So I brought something that's completely out of left field, quite literally. A buddy of mine um, actually went to uh, he went to Savannah, Georgia. And he brought me back a beer and he said, Hey man, he goes, out of all the beers I tried up there, he goes, this one was awesome. He goes, it was craft beer. I thought of you. He goes, I bought it. I brought you one home. He goes, it's amazing. He goes, you should drink it right now. And I was like, well, the podcast isn't for the next two weeks. And he's like, all right, we'll drink it tomorrow. And I was like, no. <laughs> so long, long, long story. He's like been hounding me. He's like, dude, how's that beer? How's that beer? It is called the, um, it is the Scofflaw Brewing Company Basement India Pale Ale. Scofflaw, you don't say. Scofflaw. Uh, Scofflaw. Scofflaw. <laughs> um, very cool little can. Weird, like, sort of steampunk wow. type of goat um, with gears. Steampunk and, goat, you say? Yeah, with gears and valves for a face, but uh, it looks okay. really interesting. Um, it is a 7.5%er. I was told it will, quote unquote, put me on my ass. That would be um, right. straight from my buddy Katad. Um, <laughs> you know who you are out there, all you Katads. But. Um, Smells pretty good. I literally, this is the first and the only one I have. Um, but I would have to agree that is extremely smooth. Wow. So I'm sorry. Is it? You said it's an IPA. It then? is an IPA, seven point five ABV. So yeah. So it's comparable to. So that's exactly what Highlight is. Yeah. Speaking of Highlight, not that that's the only IPA out there, but no, that is. So that is pretty much the exact opposite of Highlight in terms of like where it bites you up front and kind of gives you almost like a lot of like that. I want to say citrus note, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um. This is a very, very smooth, doesn't even, there's not even really a whole lot on the tail end of it. Just extremely, extremely smooth. I, I imagine this could be trouble um, in the, trouble? yeah, trouble in the Savannah area um, because, uh, wow, that is, that is wildly smooth, but, um, but very, very good taste, uh, very drinkable. Um, is it piney? Is the fruit, you said fruity, is it like grapefruit? Is it like orange? Is it citrus? Honestly, it tastes like Honestly, a. Honestly, dying. I was surprised. No, I was surprised. It was. Um, <laughs> it's it's actually got it's got pretty strong hop notes towards the tail end, but so spicy. Uh, a little spicy, but um, it also has a hint of of grapefruit almost. Um, okay. And but it doesn't it doesn't kind of leave your. Uh, I I always the only problem I have with the Cigar City Highlight. Is every time I drink one, I'm like, "All right, I got to be ready for the the semi sore throat the next day." <laughs> like, it, and oh, it just really? well, it just sort of happens, and it might be me. I have a, I have a weak stomach and whatnot, but uh, a semi weak stomach. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of tears my throat up a little bit. It almost 
it's almost like smoking a cigar or something like that. Like you get that sort of raspiness a little bit, but very that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And you say gra- grapefruit. It's funny because I say grapefruit of mine too, but like grapefruit isn't really part of any of the uh, characteristics of these things. It's just like when you think about citrus, you think of the sour citrus, and that's typically either lemon, lime, or grapefruit. Yeah. So grapefruit has like a lot of that more, I guess it kind of gravitates towards more of that doughy kind of bready flavor that like a lime and a lemon necessarily mm-hmm. doesn't. And a grapefruit is not doughy or bready, but it, it lends better to that, I think, than like a lime or a lemon does, which is why that grapefruit comes to everybody's like forefront. It's also juicy. Yeah. Like it's it, yeah. it's kind of got that juice to it where like, I don't know, you almost, I feel like I almost like salivate a little bit, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, at the same time, it's it's pretty good. So I have to, again, shout out Katad, solid beer. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Katad. You're like the king of getting beers from people and then sitting on them for two weeks. It's a, it's a feat and a task that I simply can't master to your degree. I even have more. I have a bunch that I did not bust out <laughs> for tonight, but um. I, I have a whole bunch of the. I have a whole bunch more of the um, Fargo ones that I haven't drank yet. So I'll, uh, I'll be tapping into those sooner versus later. Well, not just yet. Let's link up next time and we'll get the yeah, same one. Yeah, because yeah, I think Mom brought us. Actually, I know Mom brought us enough. <laughs> yeah, she wrote so, us plenty. Yeah, thanks, Bob. <laughs> no, that's great. So the the other so the other beer that I have is the Dragonfly IPA, and essentially this one is from Bloomington, Indiana. So it's from where Jenny went to college, which is great. Nice. Um, and that's a lot of that's a lot of fun. But I had one of these at a family party we were at yesterday, and um, I had another one uh, at the bar tonight. And uh, man, it's it's good. So the Dragonfly IPA again, it's it's just it's really an American IPA more so than like a traditional or like you know again like a really citrusy one like the Highlight or anything else that like or the Ectogasm that I had where it was kind of more malty, more smooth. Um, this the Dragonfly IPA actually has some of the more traditional feel to it of any of the IPAs that I had when I was looking up the the kind of accolades on it um, online. They actually mentioned how it has a solid uh, malt base to it. Um, and it's got, you know, the American hops in it, which do have a drier kind of um, less citrus, more piney hop flavor to it. Um, but it's really well balanced. It's very well balanced. It's malty. It's crisp. Um, and it's got an exceptionally like floral uh, kind of nose and, and aroma to it, which is interesting. Because this one smells like it's going to pack a punch, kind of like... And I, I keep harping back to the Har- Cigar City just because it's kind of even playing ground for us, right? So I can compare it to that and you can kind of get it. But Cigar City is very, very citrusy in almost all the beers that they do because they have the guava and they have all this kind of stuff. But this Dragonfly um, from Upland Brewing out of Bloomington, is um, Bloomington, Indiana, is, is um, really traditional. And it does have a nice malt hop balance. So I really have been liking that too. But... Um, 6% alcohol, and um, it's just a fantastic beer from Upland Brewing. So super stoked about that, and you can get it year-round here. Can't get it much else. I'm not sure how far <laughs> it distributes, but um, it's really, for craft beer, it's, it's for local craft beer, it's really good. So I'm um, totally digging it. Nice. Solid. Anchor soup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So any other beers that you're going to try? Any other beers that you're, you're thinking about? Uh, tonight, no. My, my fallback, actually, and I shouldn't it even... It looks like a slang-a-lang in there. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I was about to say, my fallback, and I shouldn't call it a fallback. Uh, my Just my backup, because I only had the one of the soft, or scoff, Scofflaw um, Basement IPA, um, is uh, actually uh, Unholy. 
Is it kind of weird? Really? Well, yeah, and here's why. Um, so I went to the gas station to get gas primarily. Could not help but notice that the Unholy Six Pack by um, Toppertail at uh, my Wawa. This is not my local Wawa, but this is a Wawa by my work. Um, you know, thirty miles away. Ten dollars a six pack. That is. It's pretty good. Darn affordable. I mean, for exactly yeah, what it is. Good. So, um, actually had the, uh, the mother-in-law try it tonight. She was not a fan. I said, before she tried it, I go, okay, wait. I go, do you like banana bread? And she goes, yeah. And I go, okay, this might work. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I might play. No, nah, no, she, she wasn't the biggest fan, but, but she, she was a champ and she tried it. So my old store, my old store <laughs> party liquors <laughs> used to have, Ooh. they would have, they would have copper tail flash sales for eight ninety nine any six pack. Wow. And that is when I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm buying two of those unholies right now because they're typically ten bucks a six pack, which is, which is fair, but it's still a lot." I, for I just don't pack. think that's a lot. Like, I think you know what it is though. I'm coming off the tails of a trip, and I don't mean to. I won't, you know, give you the whole cruise. You get it? You travel? No, nope, definitely not well traveled. And I won't. I won't <laughs> give you the the you know the the cruise uh, rendition or anything of anything. Oh, but uh, I went to New York City. Go ahead. New York City. Okay, great. <laughs> Moving on. I only caught that about 20 <laughs> times from all my buddies. But um, I had a bunch of beers. Could not find one for less than about 9 to $12 a piece. And was just appalled. Yeah, I, yeah it's appalling. I get it. <laughs> that whole city is just expensive and they get paid more and they spend more and whatever. I just got back and, you know, the day I got back, I bought a uh, 12-pack of, uh, uh, of our unofficial official sponsor, uh, Sierra Nevada Torpedo. For fourteen dollars, really I'm like I, re- I really need to reach out to them about that. Oh yeah, like, yes, for sure. That's that's a good that's a good deal Four, comparatively. Fourteen dollars for a twelve pack of a quality beer that we all love, and yet I was spending nine to twelve dollars a beer in New York. I was just flabbergasted. But then again, I did say what in tarnation way too many times up there, so it's fine. I'm back in my home, and everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is, just like you said, it's just the cost of living. It's super expensive up there. I went to, um, we were, we flew out of the world's tiniest airport, the St. Pete, um, St. Petersburg Airport. It's called Pi. Lovely, cute name. Adorable. And we, we flew Allegiant, you know, a budget airline, and we were sitting in the bar, and um, <laughs> I I walked up there, and I was like, oh, I'll take two beers. And they're like, okay, they're $6. I was like, wait a second, they're $6 at the bar at the airport so you're like yeah i was like what okay that's fine that's awesome <laughs> so, i was like that's pretty cheap for for airport beers so yeah i mean it, it all depends it's you know obviously like you said it's, it's new york city there's a higher cost of living and that's what everything's gonna be more money dude but, i um, in the LaGuardia airport heading back home 12 bucks no dude i almost had a bloody mary extra spicy at a shot almost had a bloody no mary. almost because i got to the end and i was like oh <laughs> Um, extra shot of vodka, Tito's, handmade, and extra spicy with garnish, $24. Yeah. So you could buy a whole bottle of Tito's for that much. Exactly. So what I did is immediately cancel out of that. I bought the cheapest beer that actually, no, I bought a Liganitas and then I bought a, it had a discount on a shot of Jim Beam for like three or four dollars. And I was like, uh, that's a win. And so I think I was out the door for like, 12 13 bucks for a beer and a shot. That is it. 
that is a sneaky shout out or a sneaky shout out for anybody out there. Most airport bars, Most. they will have a beer plus a shot deal. It's typically beer for six or seven bucks, yep. shot for an additional four. Yep. And if you do it that way, the shot is typically six or seven. But if you do it with a beer, it's only four bucks. So just FYI, if you ever run it out on a <laughs> on a plane heading off somewhere, uh, stop at your local airport bar, grab a beer and a shot. It's typically a four dollar addition. And before that, just make sure you bring enough airplane bottles to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> because well, we've already we've already divulged that yeah. sneaky tip on um, like episode. Th- 75 or something but dude i'm telling you that is the best that tip is, it's the sneakiest tip it is good. it's not it's sneaky at all you literally go hey security no, this is what i feel like bringing yeah and they can't say anything like, uh. yeah well they don't even really look at it they're like everything's under an ounce it's no fine. they're not real police they ain't policies they can't well, do they anything care. they literally are security guards that are supposed to, they're very purpose-driven security guards but we won't get yeah, they don't it. they really they really just don't care they're like it's fine as long as yeah. you don't i don't I break the rules forget, like but yeah, well, when I was stopped in Vegas, I got put in the sneaky room, like, by security. Like, my laptop flagged the bomb dog or whatever. And so I, I spent some quality time to the tune of, like, 35 minutes with this security guard. And I was, like, asking him all these questions. And I was like, dude, so seriously, just be real with me. Like, what is the, like, is that a drug dog and what is the policy? They're like, no. They go, listen, we don't care what kind of drugs you're bringing. What we don't want you to do is blow up any planes. He goes, so these dogs are bomb dogs. He goes, every airport you go into, there's no drug dogs. He goes, they're all bomb dogs. They don't care what you're bringing on the plane as long as it's not going to blow everybody up. And that makes good sense to me. Now, my laptop did not contain any bombs or anything like that. But that was a sneaky little tip. They were like, it was just interesting because, you know, leaving Vegas, I think most of those... um, Fun, most of the most of the drugs, you know, the, the recreational drugs are legal there. Um, and, of course, I didn't have anything, but I was just wondering. I yeah. was like, man, that's, I just wanted to know. I mean, I had the guy's time, and Jenny, my wife, was like, don't stop talking. Stop asking those questions. I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm just here. I can ask the questions. <laughs> like, maybe they'll... Maybe they have, they probably just as bored as everybody else is. They're just waiting for people to ask them questions. Yeah. I don't know. No one was interested when I was shoving all those M80s in your laptop last time. I mean, oh, no one asked me any questions. <laughs> no. All right, let's go. Thank you for that. That's good to hear about those beers. But our our before we leave the beer section, I did want to talk about one thing because there was a pretty substantial announcement that came out um, last week, mm. and of course because of the holiday and because of the travel, we didn't cover it. But New Belgium Brewing Company, Colorado's largest craft brewery, announced that it was going to be uh, sold off to the Australian uh, beer company, the Little. Lion Little World Beverages, which essentially is Kirin. So Kirin, the Japanese beer, um, if you know, it's the competitor of Sapporo. And there's actually a degree of ownership from Budweiser, at least there was. Um, but they uh, they sold out to Kirin's holding company, Kirin Holdings Company Limited, which is out of Japan. And they, um, they actually, you know, own a majority stake of the Brooklyn Brewery, the Four Roses Distillery um, completely, and uh, Little World actually owns um, a lot more a, a lot of other breweries as well but um, the brewer association marked the new belgium as the fourth most productive brewery in the united states so it will no longer be considered an independent brewery because of course it's now owned by um, a majority stake uh, big big time brewery which is which is which is sad in that aspect of little guys going big. But again, and Ryan, I know Ryan always gets sad about this stuff or butthurt, whatever you want to say. But, <laughs> but essentially, every employee, every person that works at that brewery, it was a, a employee-owned operation. So 
More than 300 employees are going to receive $100,000 as part of this buyout. Yeah. So there, there's there's some good to that. And though, you know, we want little breweries and small breweries and craft breweries to grow and to, to people to patron them and, and to be great and to, to visit, you know, anybody that starts a business starts a business to make money. And they start a business to launch a business and then to sell a business. And that's the greatest day of a business owner's life is to launch and sell that, 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 you know, that business. So um, the total is looking to be somewhere around about $190 million dollars which is huge for a small brewery that, that rose to be that, that large. The only ones that are bigger than, than uh, the only ones that are bigger than New Belgium are Yingling and then Sierra Nevada um, <laughs> and, and Boston Brewing Company, which is you know, just partnered now with Dogfish Head. So, um, so we'll see where that all goes. But I, I, it's good news. It's kind of like, oh, sorry to see you go. Can't wait to see what comes next kind of thing, in my opinion, because... I don't think it's necessarily bad news, and it's, you know, AB can buy as many small breweries as they want, but when something like this happens, you kind of like say, hey, this is kind of still a little guy that's, you know, made hopefully it. doing better. So, yeah. yeah, made it, exactly. So, so I support it. Um, I would agree with you. I definitely support it, but I have a very recent uh, a short tale of a moment where it was almost sad. Um, you tell? So... So, uh, again, you know, kind of going back to my trip to New York City. Go ahead. Mm -mm. No? Okay. He's mm -mm. holding off. All right. Look at him. He wants to, though. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll just catch back up with that later. So, going back to my... New York City! Son of a biscuit. Um, I had to. Of course. It's fine. So... Whirlwind trip, right? Um, and we're flying all over the place. We're seeing all these sites rapid fire, and everything's great. But we get to Grand Central Station, and um, don't know if anyone's been out there. I'm sure a lot of people have, but very cool. The top floor, all these people hustling and bustling, these New York types with their suits and whatnot. Everyone's running for a train. There's hundreds of trains, I imagine. They look like hundreds. I don't know. Hundreds, maybe millions. I'm not sure. I didn't count. Definitely not millions, but yep, let's move on. <laughs> Appreciate the satire. Um, no, so everyone's everyone's hustling about, and everyone's just moving around. And everything's great, and then this like there's a layer below that's this cool little like they call it, I believe, an arcade of sorts. But shops, and there's like not an actual arcade. They don't have Midnight Run or anything like that. Like they don't have anything cool, or what is it? Time Crisis? Yeah, they don't have anything like that. Or Jurassic Park? Um, no, they they have all these like smaller shops and a food court area that actually sells beer. And we just happened to be celebrating in the New York area. And so we we went down to this lower level and we were kind of just tired. We had seen all these buildings and all the super cool stuff. And so there's this kind of hoity-toity little... I'm getting to the point here. There's this kind of hoity-toity little... Um, you know, uh, it was an artisanal sort of like lunch place with light fare for dinner. And just like, you know, cocktails and certain kind of cool like New York style wines and beers. And we just stopped there, and we, I was like, oh, man, I was looking over the beer list. There was two or three things that I was really interested in, super excited for. And so I ordered the first one. It was an IPA, and I was so excited about it. And the guy goes, ooh, we're actually out of that. And I go, okay. And so I go, okay, do you guys have this one? And he goes, oh. He goes, we actually just ran out of that one. And I go, all right, what about this last IPA? And he goes, okay, let me check. So he goes over to the bar, comes back about 10, 15 minutes later, and he goes, ooh. He goes, I'm really sorry. And I go, okay, what's up? He goes, um, he goes, we no longer carry that local IPA. He goes, but we have Goose Island. And I go, all right. I go, I don't want that. 
at nine dollars a beer. <laughs> he just goes. No. He just looked very confused, and he's like, "Oh," and he goes, "Well, uh, and Miss, what will you be having to my girlfriend?" And she was like, "Oh, we'll have this, you know, artisanal." Um, you know, I'll have this artisanal cider. And he goes, ooh. He goes, we only have uh, Angry Orchard. And she was like, cool. <laughs> so we were both like, huh. <laughs> like, this is an instance where Goose Island being so prevalent and whatnot, not good. Was not good. So Yeah, and it typically, I mean, and Goose is fine, but again. I have no know, problem it's... with Goose. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I went all the way to New York, and I was really hoping to just be like, Get some Brooklyn, and I did have some Brooklyn law, or you know, uh, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Brewing, I believe it is. Um, I did have a few of those, and they were awesome, and it was just so cool to get some local flavors. But then it was like this guy handed me this Goose Island. I was like, get out of my face. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Goose is fine. Again, it, yeah. it's fine beer. No issue. You know, it's, I'd, I'd rather have a Goose than a Bud or a Bud Light or anything. But that's what that's the kind of par that I put them on. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. So. That was my only gripe. That was my only issue. Nah. Well, and that's the thing with with national distribution and, and national carrying is they you'll you'll find that. Yeah. <laughs> you'll have that on those big jobs. Quite literally. <laughs> it was a depressing situation, but it all worked out for the best. I found a local. Uh, I think it was a pale ale, and everything was good. I always try to go local. I don't. I don't know why or or how. I actually did it just this night, and then um, or just tonight, and they were like, uh, it was an it was an imperial red ale from. Not sure, but we were at Mama Carolla's, which is an Italian place, okay. and I'm like, "Yeah, I want this Imperial Red Ale." And he went back and he goes, "Um, actually, we don't have the Imperial Red Ale anymore. What we have is um, Oberon. It's from a, a, a brewery <laughs> in Michigan." I was like, "I'll have the Oberon, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty so good. Anybody that listens to this podcast would know we are big fans. Oh yeah. <laughs> so okay, see. So okay, all right. Enough of the beer. Um, ready to move on? We got a couple of geek news stories, and this actually might be a pretty short episode tonight, just because I'm traveling. I know you were, you've got house guests. You're currently straddling a toilet in a bathroom. You make it sound like I have an internal issue, but yes, uh, that is accurate. Uh, no internal issue, just for the listeners at home. Everything's fine with the tum tum. We've also established that you're not actually sitting on a toilet. It's a dining room chair. It is a uh, one of two. But you don't have a dining room. No, I have. Di- I have a t- the smallest dining room table. You have a nook. It's not a nook. nook. You wouldn't know a nook if you knew one from a nook. <laughs> I just bought a nook, buddy. Let me tell you. Oh, uh, but anyways. Don't nook yourself. Okay. Uh, we're moving on to the famous and infamous. Is that, can you be both? I don't know if you can be both. It can be, but it's difficult. I've seen it's it done on the bar once. It's, <laughs> it's the geek news section. Drink it on in. Send it on back. Um, don't, you know, that. We're just going to get into it. Um, it's funny because on here, again, these notes are from last week, so I apologize to everybody out there that's just screaming at me like, yeah, this is all old stuff. But um, episode three of Vader Immortal came out on the Oculus Quest. Mm. Man. So the first one, I raved about the first one until the cows came home. Again, those cows. They get all over the place. Man. What are but you guys home. doing up there? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. They're, they're never. They're you're just standing home. on horses and talking about cows? Like, I don't those get it. Blast, those blasted cows are just never home. Anyways, um. So, the first one was incredible because, and I know I'm talking to a very subset, small, specific audience, but if you have been thinking about the Oculus Quest, again, I, I know I've been talking about it, and I actually, you and I had a VR conversation that I want to pivot to immediately after this, but yep. um, the Oculus Quest is amazing, and the reason I bought it really was for this Vader Immortal series, and this is the third and final one that came out. 
Um, and the first one was great, and, and you could hold a lightsaber, and you could feel it, and you could slash, and it was fantastic. Second one came out, second episode, um, a couple weeks later, and you could now use force powers. So you could push, you could pull, you could grab things, you could kind of, you know, I don't choke people so much, but you could throw rocks and whatever. So it was cool. Introduced new mechanics to it. The third one doesn't introduce a whole lot. And the second one had this fantastic boss battle throughout almost the entire episode. Though it was short, 30 minutes, um, it was really cool. The third one, you get to, of course, you know, no surprise, you get to fight Vader. I'm not going to ruin anything, but you get to fight Vader, which is really cool. But it's sloppy, and it's not as good as the previous two. And it doesn't really introduce much new, many new mechanics, except for some blaster play. So... Hmm. I'll leave it at that, but um, still, if you're on the fence about getting it, all in all, so for all three episodes, $10 a piece, three of them, um, you're looking at about two hours of game time and about uh, 30 bucks. So for 30 bucks for the two hours of, of campaign game time, the dojo I've played for hours and hours and hours on end. So I've gotten probably 10, 15, almost 20 hours out of it already. And for 30 bucks, that is, that is well worth it with a very oh, yeah. well-made, fleshed-out VR game. So hmm. I highly suggest it. But um, I don't think we talked about that before, Laos Man. But um, thoughts about that? And then you want to elaborate on your recent inklings on uh, VR? Because you've been talking about it. Uh, I have been talking about it. Uh, VR is... Um, <laughs> we need to keep this behind closed doors, quite literally. <laughs> But oh, yeah. VR is uh it is going to be happening. Um, so I found about I found out about a uh, situation where I'm going to be uh, coming upon a very uh, opportunistic price for a VR, uh, for the PSVR. So that will be happening shortly, and uh, more to follow on that. But I do uh, I want to say it was that particular game, the Vader's what is it called? Mm-hmm. Vader's Quest? Vader's Vader Immortal? Vader Immortal? Okay. Um, well. I did have my uh, my uh, opportunity with that, and it was actually awesome. That yeah, that, it's it's the best. It, it's the best out there in terms of VR, in my opinion. Very, very, very um, like responsive, and it actually made you kind of feel like you were there. I mean, it, you know, there's nothing I can really say that would sell it so much more than any other review. But wow, uh, from somebody who's not too familiar with VR to uh, anybody who might be thinking about it. Holy Toledo, if you can go to one of your buddies' house and try it out, I mean, highly recommend it because it is totally worth it. Um, yeah, yeah, fantastic game, interesting gameplay, just real good experience. So, Yeah, no, I loved it. And, and you know, I know that, again, I think it was last Friday, um, the Jedi Fallen Order came out as well. That is correct. And so I wanted to, I will have that, and I'll give that a full review probably by the time we talk to everybody next time. Um, but I do not have my hands on it yet again with the travel of the house and such. So, um, keep all your spoilers out of the Facebook group, which is great. Um, Craft Brews Geek News Facebook group there on Facebook, obviously. Um, if you're not in it, get in it. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of dialogue now. There are so many people that are posting content daily, uh, multiple times a day. We've never been so lively. So please join now and please participate. It's great. Um, I have a blast with it, but... Yeah, haven't played it yet. So when I do, we'll have a full spoiler, non-spoiler review, and um, and we'll get through the whole thing. So um, besides that, we, we still have a little bit of um, Segway King here. 
uh, talking about Star Wars, Disney Plus, of course, that had fully launched since the last time we talked to you guys. Correct. Uh, we have a little bit of Mando coverage, the Fandalorian, our famous segment. But first off, before we get there, um, Disney Plus. Do you want to talk Disney Plus? Because I know that when you and I first talked about it, Lost Man, you had some initial thoughts about some of the changes that they made to the series, the shows, and the movies that are on Disney Plus. Yeah, so so there's a few, um, and this has just been tipped off to me by a few of my sources and whatnot. Um, you know, some interesting top men, uh, top men have been informed <laughs> about this. I had to I had to hit that because you started it, but um, yeah. So so no, um, a few sources have actually pointed some things out, some points of interest, I should say, um, and they might be a little alarming for anybody who thinks that you know. So, Getting on board, uh, you know, in the very, uh, very, very recent drop of Disney Plus and whatnot, uh, you know, you might be able to just tune into the same old things you saw in the 70s or, you know, saw in the early 90s or whatever. Uh, some things have changed. Um, and in terms of what they decided to release. Now, again, this is some sort of archi- archival retrieval type, you know, Netflix-based, or I shouldn't say Netflix-based, based, but... Um, Netflix style, um, you know, plug and play type of thing. So you can download it to your phone. You can do all sorts of stuff. Not going to go over what it can do. Obviously, most people have it. At least, like, what is it, ten million subscribed the first day? Yeah, more than that at this point. <laughs> well, the first day I'm talking about, like ten million yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, ten million. So I'm not going to tell you how to use that. Disney Plus because that's irrelevant. Uh, it's immaterial. <laughs> but the things that I've noticed and the things that I've heard about are things like. Um, the original Star Wars, A New Hope, um, actually featured the scene with Han Solo and Greedo. Greedo. <laughs> Greedo, yes, of course, sort of R rolling in there. But um, <laughs> uh, Greedo, and that's always been a hotly contested scene, to those of you who aren't in the know, where Greedo and Han Solo are sort of deliberating on who's going to be able to pay who and who's going to be able to take in a bounty on who and whatnot. Again, there's no spoilers. This has been out for like 30 years. But originally, Han Solo had shot first at Greedo. And you're talking about originally in 1977, the movie was released before it was even called Star Wars A New Hope. Correct. It was, that was the way that it, it went down. Correct. Yes. Continue on. That was the way it went down. Um, and basically, Han Solo was the bad guy. He shot Greedo first. Greedo was trying to collect a bounty on Han Solo for non-payment, blah, 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 blah. I won't go into too much more details, but that's how it went down originally. And then in, I believe it was 1997, the um, special, special editions, um, it was redone where there was a, we'll just leave it at interesting, uh, modification where Han Solo somehow ducked to his right or left, I believe it was. Um, I, I think it was to his left, and the the laser fire fired off his right shoulder, and it just did not look natural whatsoever. Um, there was a lot of weird things. There was some sort of stepping over Java that was also a, a cluster. Yeah, it was part of the new CGI. Yeah, it was a real cluster back then, but. Uh, again, not getting into any of that, uh, you know. So that happened with the um, the re-release in 1997, and then fast forward to now. So we're talking. Well, no, no, there's there's more. In 2004, there they is. changed it again. I wasn't going to get had into a weird that. Weird zoom in yeah. of 
of um of Greedo and there was like yeah. this weird pause where it was kind of this cut together that was the DVD launch in 2004 and then the Blu-rays came out in 2011. <laughs> I was skipping the Which, the Doove days, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, no, go it's for important it. to see. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it, is week, it is. And, 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 I don't want to go into all these independently, but this one in particular is just such a weird thing in the Star Wars lore because they changed it from what it was in 1977. They changed it in you know 97, yep. then in 2004, then the Blu-rays came out in 2011, and they changed everything else more. Then, since 2011, I'm just going to fast forward to what you said. Yep. So, 2011 to where they are now, apparently, before Disney bought Star Wars, Juge, George, Juge? Juge Lucas. Lucas. <laughs> that sounds like a Star Wars name. Yep. George, Juge Lucas here. Or Juge Lucas. I don't know. I know what Juge Lucas. Anyways, <laughs> George um, was tinkering after the 2011s. Um, before they they were purchased in 2012, um, there was basically like a, a 4K kind of Blu-ray version that he was working on, and, and that had the changes that are currently in it today. So I really think that George just has a good sense of humor, and he's just messing with the fans <laughs> like pretty regularly, like just to keep people like, Meh, well, I'm just not sure I like that. But there's like a new line, there's a new like verbiage, there's all sorts of weird crap that's in it now, but but that kind of stuff is happening all peppered in all throughout Disney Plus. Yeah, it's happening to the Star Wars movies. You you mentioned it on the Simpsons. Yeah, so the Simpsons. Well, Simpsons is a little different. Um, they actually had to do with the restriction in terms of what was technology then and what is technology now. So originally, thirty years ago, the Simpsons were aired on, I believe, what is it a six. Uh, 16 by 9 or something like that. Yeah, they 16 were, by 9. They were, it was a full screen format. So for Well, actually, no, it's 4 by 3. 4 by 3? I don't know. It, it's a square TV. If it's you're not a robot, TV. it was full screen. I mean, literally, you you're, anybody out there can remember when you can buy full screen DVDs and widescreen DVDs. Yes. So all the original <laughs> Simpsons for like... It was the good old days. Oh, the original Simpsons for like the first 20 years were like actually originally designed for that full screen TV because they were obviously only TV. So when they come out on Disney plus you can get all the Simpsons, which is great and somehow weird to anybody who's ever been to universal, but um, it's great. And you can get all those 30 years of all those Simpsons on your Disney plus, which is fantastic. But the problem is they're now sort of tuned for widescreen. And that means that they cut off the top and they cut off the bottom and they cut off the sides a little bit, I believe. I don't know how the, all that trimming they works. They just, yeah, they, they trimmed everything. So when all that's said and done, you know, that's great for most of the episodes, but you run into a few issues. So case in point, there was one where it was um, it, it was the Duff Beer sort of uh, spinoff of the Charlie Very and the Chocolate Fit. I'm sorry? <laughs> I said very related yeah. to the podcast. Well, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was a Duff Beer spinoff. And so uh, there was one famous scene where they were wondering how the different flavors came to be. And it was Duff, Duff Light, and Duff Dry. Three different kinds of Duff Beer. And the pipe came from one central location and spidered out to all three. Because obviously there was no difference between the three. Um, yeah, that's yeah. the joke. But on disney plus you can't even see duff dry it's just obstructed because it's cut off in the side and that's just the aspect ratio so unfortunately disney plus 
they're trying to do their best, obviously, and they did a great job overall, but there are a few shortcomings where there's situations like that that, uh, you know, the joke was kind of lost when you only saw Duff and Duff Light because you couldn't even see the pipe. You, you know what's weird? It's, I wonder if that was a Disney. I wonder if that was a Disney Plus thing, or not. Like if it was on the Fox side, because um, here watching Disney Plus with the in-laws, have you ever heard of a little show called Spin and Marty? Negative Ghost Rider. Yeah, it's it stars Spin Evans and Marty Evans Martin, Martin something like that. No, no, no. Okay. It's it's like a, it's like a nineteen fifties black and white. Oh. Boys go to the Dude Ranch huh. TV show. Like after it was during the Mickey Mouse Club, actually. Sounds awesome. And the Mickey Mouse Club in general. Well, these little boys are terrible actors, but they all go to Dude Ranch, and the one kid's a rich kid, and then he falls in love with the horses, and then he wants to stay on the Dude Ranch. Whatever. He literally but, falls in love with the horses. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I'm just he's trying to. I don't know. One stallion that really likes him is a gruff old um, cow hand. That okay. A cow hand. I feel like you spent God. half an hour at a dude ranch one time. <laughs> like, a, like a dude that knows the cattle and stuff. Are you saying like dude ranch or dude? Dude ranch. Who knows a guy? No, dude. They're, they're uh, anyways. Whoa, dude. Go to your Disney. Pl- Here's a di- this this episode sponsored by Disney Plus. Go to your Disney Plus and watch Spin and Marty. I don't care. And Duff Dry. Like 25- it's sponsored by Duff Dry as well. <laughs> Look for it, you'll never find it, because it's bullshit. The point, the point of what I'm saying is that this was a black and white TV show. So, like, obviously very old. But it came out in the 50s, and they simply just had the black bars on each side. So it still maintained the same aspect ratio, the 4 by 3 but it didn't cut anything off. So I, I wonder why... For Spin and Marty, and for 23, 20 Leagues Under the Sea, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, mm-hmm. they just put the black bars up. But for The Simpsons, they zoomed and cropped it. Like, I wonder why. And I wonder how many other shows are affected either A or B, if it has the bars or if it doesn't have the bars, the, and it just zoomed terribly. The only way I can uh, infer upon that would be because some of them were built only for uh, movie theaters, and some of them were built only for TV shows. So you think the episodes themselves may not have allowed for well that like the TV the TV yeah. was always built for TV yeah Simpsons never meant to be on movie never meant to be on DVD and obviously they expanded upon that but um, and then that would mean that they're now dancing in you know uncharted waters where they're projected onto a screen that was it was not built built to be on but yeah. those old Western things whatever the heck you're talking about. That might have been... Skip and Marty, it's great. I, it, I mean, spin. it sounds yeah, awesome. And I, spin and Marty. I'm actually very excited about it. It's, it's bad. It's really bad. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. It's bad. It's hard to watch. These boys are horrible actors. Oh, dear. Anyways. Okay. Huh? Fair enough. They had a fist fight in episode six, and it's crazy, but mm. not crazy. It's crazy bad. Oh. Well, that... And Marty's terrified of horses. Anyways, continue. I, I thought he fell in love with a horse. All right. This is well, all Eventually, by like episode nine, I don't know, man. I don't... I don't know what Marty's into these days, but I'm I'm not a big horse you know, fan. You know what Marty's not into is time. Whoa. Fresh, fresh out of time. <laughs> Keep it rolling. No, no, it's all good. So so yeah, so I mean that's the weird stuff. And I, I again anybody out there, I, I encourage you to um yeah, like I said, find us on Facebook on the Facebook group because I would love to see what other things that Disney Plus, albeit by their hand or other hands, um, have uh, changed and modified and cropped and zoomed incorrectly and whatever because I think it'd be interesting to kind of track this stuff and see if people really get pissed off. I think overall people are excited. 
like Mandalorian for one. And before we go, I do want to talk about Mandalorian. But Mandalorian has the, they did a survey of it. I say they, I mean Disney did it. So who knows how accurate it is. But um, the Mandalorian was, has more, generated more interest than um, Stranger Things and uh, Westworld and not Game of Thrones combined, but I think it was Stranger Things and Westworld combined um, from when they were prospectively launching or at least had launched in their existence of where we all with Mandalorian, which is episode three. Oh, yeah. And you've seen all three. Yeah. Yeah. So thoughts? The egg. <laughs> the egg. 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 Uh, egg. Egg. Still, actually, <laughs> I got to ring true. Uh, I actually think episode two is probably my favorite so far. Yeah. I th- I, I think so too. So there's there's what I what I say with the Mandalorian, and we won't spend a lot of time on this because I want I want to yeah. really dive in deep. Maybe when we get like halfway through the season, like by the time episode nine comes out. Yeah. Well, no uh, no, we spoilers. no spoilers. No yeah, spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. So. so yeah. Okay. Let's do that then. No spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, please go see it yet, and then talk about it on the group with us. I'll try not to spoil anything there. But um, what I really liked about each of the episodes is there is. You can already see the the progression of the character. So there's growth that's happening from episode one to episode three now, and not only growth like in his appearance and like the way that he portrays himself, but also you learn a little bit more about why he acts the way he does and how, and for what reason. So I like all that stuff. What I do also like is that in each of the episodes, and this is episodic TV, yeah. right? So I mean, it is TV at the end of the day. As much as I want it to be more Star Wars movies, it's not. But this is three 35 almost 40 minute episodes maybe 40 minutes for the last two um episodes of of episode of star wars content and that's great but like what you get is is the downside to that is that you after each episode you're just like left hanging and it's like this is like what did i just see i need i have so many more answers or questions that i need answered and i don't understand any of this stuff on the other side so far in every episode to Lalsa's point there has been a pretty badass action scene or something happen yeah. or literally something just go like where your jaw your jaw hits the floor and you just go what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, like uh what's his name sketcho shaco <laughs> i love Sh- okay that's a disenchantment uh, uh shout out right there absolutely love shaco the elf so continue on so no, just, no, and just to wrap up my review again, really quick non-spoiler review of it, and I want to hear your opinion. It, you know, there, it's great. I love it. I wish they would have all just dropped it once, so you could just watch them and binge them, and then get the whole story. Because this week-to-week crap is like really le- making it drag on, and I'm just like, I just want to know what happens because each one of these things is literally like, it is a lot of time with the Mandalorian, and I, I really do enjoy it, but I need more. And I, I, I am loving every one of these episodes that has this massive action set piece that is really just like, yeah, that is so cool. And that's something that was never explored. And that's something that I wish they would have talked more about. And I've always wanted to see that so far in each episode that's happening for me. I just really need it to be a, either longer or all out at once so I can watch it all again in one cohesive sitting. So that's kind of my goods and bads of The Mandalorian without spoiling <laughs> anything. So my take on it is sort of almost exactly opposite because though I'm a, a huge fan, absolutely huge fan, um, I enjoy what they're doing. So what they're doing, and this is just my opinion, and I'm sure several others align with it or uh, appear to be the exact same, but uh, I like exactly what they're doing. They give you these little tiny tasters. 
these little tiny segments, seconds almost, in the show and whatnot. It's a lot of long walking scenes. Well, yeah, <laughs> but the, but things happen in that. And that's yeah. that's actually what gets your imagination, your own personal imagination going on the whole series. Like, you can watch all the movies all day, and like that's great. You could also watch all the Rambo movies, and they're absolute horseshit. But that's fine. I mean, it, yeah, I'm not saying Rambo's horseshit, but I'm just saying... Like, that's all well and good if that's how you want to interpret that movie. But Star Wars has this amazing ability to give you these little tiny bits and then your imagination takes over. And you just go, well, how the heck does that work on a different world? Or how the heck did that survive until now? Or, you know, and it just jumps all over the place. And that's the beauty of the whole thing to me. The whole appeal of Star Wars is like, you just, you know, again, no spoilers, but you see somebody like who's doing their normal day-to-day operations, and all of a sudden, they perish in a certain fashion. And it's like, well, what the heck? How did that guy make it to, you know, 40, 50 years old, and now all of a sudden, that's the day he goes? Like, how? You know, you see different animals who are, like, watching things happen, and it's just, what? (laughs) Like, I I do got to say, in that vein, it's like, you know, again, as broad and as big as Star Wars is, it's the little details, like you said, that makes my imagination run. So when yeah. they mention something like, you know, oh, we've never seen you take your mask off, or I, I didn't think the Mandalorians existed, or there's a new gadget that he sees and he says, man, I got to get me one of those. Like, that's the kind of stuff. And I'm like, huh. I'm like, so obviously they just weren't all handed. Here's your standard protocol. Here's what you do. You kind of earned your way and you go, like, that's where my head starts going. And I'm like, well, what planet are they on? If this is where it was and this is what that did, and then that species, what could it do? And really how powerful is that thing? And is there more of them? Are there more of these people? Like, I thought they were only located here. And now all of a sudden you see them on this new planet. You know, it's like all these things. My head just starts to spiral. Yeah. And then you tie in things in there that actually bring it back to the lore, like Life Day. And, like, um, the first time that we see a space potty. We've never seen a toilet yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. Before we saw it in the Mandalorian ship. And it looks scary. And it looks scary. It looks hard oh, to yeah. use. It's on an angle. you got to sit down. like in a, It's like a space squatty potty. It's kind of difficult to understand. Absolutely. But that's exactly. I'm in total agreement. That's exactly what space I'm talking about. Space squatty potty. Well, okay. Space. That should be the name of the episode. But, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's I'll put it in there. Space Potty oh, Potty for sure. Dang it. But yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly it. So those little tiny things, I mean, again, trying to reveal nothing. You yeah. see little tiny, you know, things that uh, are ongoing trends and you just go, man, you go, okay, so how did that work 20 years ago? How did that work, yeah. you know, when this happened and blah, 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 blah. So it just opened your yeah. eyes and it creates, it, I think it sparks your imagination. And I think that's exactly what George Lucas wanted to do is just be like, Okay, we can't create 30,000 worlds with a cowboy planet and a pirate planet. He goes, we'll just be like, hey, there's a guy with an eye patch. Yeah, it's probably a pirate planet out there. <laughs> Look, I mean, something yeah. like that. And, you know, that's, yeah. and that was his whole idea. I think that's what he started on. But again, I'm not trying to go down the path. No, of... but see, you were you were on the team after uh, The uh, Last Jedi of, you know, you're kind of like, hey, I'm on the ropes of Star Wars. I'm not sure what it's going to be. Is this kind of bringing you back in a bit to the Star Wars lore? Not necessarily the the franchise that's over on the nine, you know, the, yeah. episode nine, but but yeah, the lore. So they're actually, uh, you know, it's going to sound un- uncharacteristic at this point, but there is nothing that been that has been released that has been lore that I've disagreed with whatsoever. In order, I loved Solo. I loved. Um, I love, uh, oh, jeez, Louise. 
Uh, Rogue, Rogue One. One. I loved all of the Mandalorian. I mean, all of these things are supporting films and you know videos and whatnot. I've had zero issues with any of them because they all just tie back to the things that I love. And I might be one of those butthurt fans, but I mean, I've just I've had no issues. I saw out of work. You know, again, I'm not trying to not trying to you know give anything away, but I've seen some things where it's like, okay, you know, this is a tie back, and it's kind of weird, but. I've enjoyed it. Like I've enjoyed absolutely yeah. all those. The only problems yeah, I've had is it. moving forward. So, yeah. okay. No, I'm digging it too. And like I said, I'm excited to see what goes on with the next um, couple episodes before we get to the release of episode nine. And um, and yeah. So that's. I think that's. I think we've hit on the head. Anything else you want to cap off with the Mandalorian or Disney Plus at all? Uh, nope. Just one other thing about Disney. But. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, so I don't know if you want to talk about this week, but the article about um, two recent UFOs. What? Over Disney? Over Disney. I mean, they weren't UFOs. They were identified. They were IFOs. Oh. Oh, yeah, because so, they're running. Yeah, tell, yeah. go ahead and tell them about the article. that we, we And again, we, we did put this in the Facebook group, but go ahead and, and share that. Yeah, correct. Um, so this was in the Facebook group, but um, uh, to anybody who's not in the know 100%, um, so there were two interesting objects spotted over Disney, and they were actually drones the size of SUVs. And but what they meant by that were they actually had light rails, or I shouldn't say light rails, that's the incorrect terminology, but they were actually like light up LED lights positioned in a structural framework that made them look like, in the darkness of night, um, X-Wings. And so two of these were actually constructed and test flying over top of MGM, a.k.a. Hollywood Studios. I call it by what it is, but MGM. And uh, they were actually uh, testing flying these, and they were trying to do it under wraps, uh, is what Disney was trying to do. So uh, if this was going to serve the same path as in the past, what these will be reserved for it would be like some sort of media event, one can only assume what that media event would be in the next coming months. Um, oh, I don't know. If, you know, Rise of the Resistance or anything like that. Yeah. Maybe a big media drop there. Uh, but these will most likely, according to all the other sources on the internet, they will most likely only be a short time um, sort of uh, thrill that would accompany a show, like a nighttime show, more specifically. Um, again, very little to go on currently, but uh, that is the uh, up-to-date sort of news on them. They've just been yeah. spotted flying around, testing, and whatnot. But how cool would that be if MGM, a.k.a. Hollywood Studios, can pull that off to have flying X-Wings just flying around, landing on that friggin' that uh, water tower? That would just be so cool. That X-Wing, would... yeah, X-Wing drones would be so sick. That would look so cool. They already have the sound effects. I mean, you yeah. know, when you're there, oh, you yeah. can hear it. And so seeing it would just add another layer of that immersiveness. And that would be so cool. And I hope they do do that because that would be so fun. Oh, yeah. This is one of those things that I'm hoping that is just like a new wave of technology or, you know, something they can roll out, keep it over, you know, unpopulated land or whatever in case there's an issue. But, I mean, given all the science and whatnot, it's most likely going to be a short-lived media stunt. So, Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I say more on that and we'll watch it later. But, Yeah. um, yeah, it's a cool story. So. Very yeah, neat. very cool. We'll watch that. So, all right. Anything else? Because we've already we've nope. actually hit our regular show time. We're 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 rocking and rolling. It's it's been a longer one than we thought it might be. Well, thank you for noticing. 
<laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> On that note, Ugh. where can the good kids find you, Mr. Lossman? Oh, boy. I'm always trying to get on Twitter, uh, at Mr. Lossman, but... Man, oh man, there's that thing called work and life and all sorts of stuff, so you can just find me there. Everything in between. Yeah. You can find me at Brewmaster's Club on Twitter. Um, Instagram is Craft Brews Geek News. Um, so is the YouTube channel, which we have a lot of fun videos out there all the time. We're posting uh, just about weekly-ish. Um, and then we have the Facebook group, Craft Brews Geek News. Um, I think that is um, about it. In the support, you can support the show if you'd like to in the uh, description here. We'll have an Amazon affiliate link. Um, please click that to purchase anything. It doesn't cost you anything. It just gives us a slight uh, wizardry of uh, percentage discount of anything that you buy. So that would be great if you can help us support that here. The holidays are right around the corner. Please buy all your Christmas presents. Click through our Amazon affiliate link and send some cash our way. We appreciate it. It just It's a little bit. doesn't cost you a damn thing. So we appreciate it. That's great. Mr. Lousman, as we say at the end of every episode... Though they're bottomless mimosas, that's not the dress code. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. On earth. I went to bottomless mimosas recently. <laughs> I was the only oh, one dressed. That's a story. You were the only one dressed. No, nah, I'm just joking. That's a story for another day. Thank you all. Have a good night. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers! This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.